Hey everybody and welcome to Healthy Discourse. It's Emily here and by the time that this goes live, we're going to be less than two weeks from Christmas and it's the time of year where women in particular, I would argue, but probably just about everybody starts to feel a little bit of extra stress, a little bit less ease, a lot more on the to-do lists. And we take this time of year that should be filled with joy and celebration over the birth of our Savior and the time that we should be spending reflecting on that alongside those that we love and turn it into this whirlwind of activity and overindulgence in every sense of the word and of course, commercialism, and so much more. And before we start talking about this today, I want to make sure to let you know that my family is far from immune to all of these things that I've just mentioned. And with our best intentions to focus on the things that matter, to let go of the things that don't, to prioritize time spent together, and deprioritize busyness, we still fall short. And so we are nowhere near perfect at any of the things that we're going to talk about today. But I want to talk about lowering the bar, especially for women, and simplification during the holiday season. And it probably would have been better for me to do this episode a couple weeks back, but perhaps offering it right in the throes of the season might be helpful for some of us. So let's just dive right in. I think that we have to go back and consider our childhoods and what is or was prioritized in our families growing up. And I think that as we come into our own and we have our own families, we can still wrestle, wrestle, excuse me, a lot with what the expectations were and maybe still are. And again, what was prioritized and what was not, and begin to compare our decisions that we make as adults, even with our own families, both to the world around us. We look very parallel as we compare and also to perhaps the standards that were set when we were children. So I would say that's kind of my own personal experience, whereas I know other people, it's kind of the opposite, where they might have not had a lot of celebration when they were kids, and they really felt like they missed out on a lot of things, and they want to do it differently and therefore do all the things and make everything a really big deal. So we tend to compare what we're doing or feel like we should do to the way that we were raised or what we saw happening in our own homes or those around us. And really, it doesn't matter what we're comparing to. What matters is that we are comparing. And so the first thing I want to focus on is that we have to look inside our own four walls and consider 
what is the experience that I want those that live with me and I love to experience this holiday season? What is it? What are the priorities that we have? And so I'm just going to start from that and talk a little bit about what our family does and doesn't do during the holidays. And honestly, it's a lot different than how I grew up just because, again, I'm prioritizing the the four boys, the five boys really within my home as the one that kind of sets the tone for how our household and our day-to-day operations of our family runs, okay? So first of all, I'm going to recommend that we simplify our traditions. Notice I didn't say we don't have any traditions, but simplify our traditions. And so what does that look like? Well, for us, we have kind of boiled down the things that we do together as a family into just a few consistent things that we focus on year in and year out. And I grew up in a family that we talked a lot about Santa and a little bit about Jesus. And I have kind of, we we want to shift that completely in our home. And honestly, it's taken, our oldest son's about to be nine, and it's taken about that long to come to a place where I feel like we're at a good place with that and that I don't have to kind of control what does or doesn't get believed or not believed in our, in our own four walls. Um, you know, we, we do have gifts from Santa at our home still, but we answer questions very honestly and openly and sometimes just don't fully answer them. And I'm totally okay with that. Whatever comes of that, I'm okay with it. And so it's taken me a long time to get to that, but the traditions that we focus on because we want to keep Jesus the center are number one, a daily Christmas devotional. And that is the one thing that changes regularly as our kids grow older, especially. And this year, our church actually gave out Paul Tripp's December 31 day devotion guide. And it's a little bit over our kids' heads. Some of it is but they've been getting a lot out of it. So that takes maybe five to 10 minutes each day. Uh, My husband actually leads that as the kids are eating their breakfast during the school days. And then um, because that's their special time with dad before he goes to work. And then on the weekends, I lead it with them. And it's something very simple again, but consistent that we can make sure that we're sticking to, which is what really matters. Um, Secondly, we have a an advent calendar that's really simple. It's a nativity scene and it kind of counts down the 25 days of December. And so we have four kids, so they each take turns um, placing that nativity figure in the scene. And we take a few minutes to kind of look at it and how it's coming to life and look at the characters and talk about what was happening and when Jesus was born and that kind of thing. Um, I grew up with something similar that my great aunt had made me that was a Christmas tree. So you put an ornament on it every day. And the last ornament that went on the tree was Santa. And I really looked forward to that daily 
that that daily, you know, countdown because Christmas takes forever when you're a kid, right? But it's really nice to have taken that same um, excitement and to apply it to creating this beautiful nativity scene. So that's really fun. And then the third thing that we do that's a kind of a day-to-day is we have what's called the star from afar. So if you're not familiar with the star from afar, it's great for kids of all ages. Um, my business partner, Debbie, used hers, what I know well into when her kids were in middle school. Um, I'm not sure if they still are using it, but you can start when kids are really little, which is nice because we have nine down to three and they can all participate. And so what it is, is it's a, it's a wooden nativity scene that you can set up anywhere. It's indestructible, which is important, especially if you have a house full of little boys. And we, th- there's a star. Well, the star travels every night. The star moves. And then once the star is found the next day, the kids move the wise men to where the star is. And then on Christmas morning, the star is above the nativity scene. And so the wise men finally find baby Jesus in the nativity scene. So once again, it's that daily activity that points back to Jesus. So I would say it's kind of the opposite of the elf on the shelf for a couple of reasons. First of all, once again, we're talking about Jesus every day as we participate in this activity. Also, it's a lot less pressure on moms. All you got to do is move the star. There's no creativity involved except for where to put it next. So it makes things a lot more simple. So that that's it. That's our day-to-day traditions. Um, we do, yes, go to one or two um, holiday festivals or those kinds of things during the month of, of December, and we do enjoy those times together for sure, whether it be a holiday lights event or something like that. They still do get their picture taken with Santa. I really do like having those every year, but that's really it. So we don't do a whole ton of extra things during the month of December because I've tried that and it just kind of made us all crazy. And what I realized is that we weren't actually spending more time together. We were just doing more stuff. And those are not the same, right? So doing more activities can feel like we're loving our kids better, we're teaching them so many things and we're giving them then these experiences, which there's some truth in that, but we have to balance that with, are we actually spending quality time together doing the things that help build our relationships as a family? And sometimes the more things that are on the calendar, the more stressed that everybody is, the less that we actually experience the joy of what Christmas means and the joy of spending that time together as a family. And so in realizing that, we shifted back to not doing as much. But one other thing that we do on a daily basis, so my mom is a Christmas lover. She loves the decoration. She loves the gift giving. She loves everything. And um, combined with the ones that I have from when I was a child, along with the books that she has given the boys as they've grown up, we have enough Christmas books to read one per day for probably the whole year. Maybe not the whole year, but 
probably two or three months. And so I had this big box of Christmas books and we take turns picking one out and we read one together every single night. So there's that quality time together. And of course we enjoy a Christmas movie here and there and that kind of thing as well. But we don't do as many of the big hoopla events because we find that it actually detracts from quality time together, like I mentioned. So more time together, less events along with those simplified traditions. And so again, it's really about prioritizing relationships. So even when it comes to our family and our adults in our lives, are we staying busy and doing all the things and being in each other's company or are we actually spending quality time together? So as another example, I have a long-standing tradition with one of my dearest friends who just got married and so we're going to have kind of a new tradition this year, but I'm not really sure how many it's been. Um, I'm going to say nine or ten. We've spent Christmas Eve's together and it's always, it's it's shifted over the years so our boys are the same age and we have always really enjoyed that time together but it's looked a little different as they've been different ages and so they're, they, her family will come over to our house on Christmas Eve evening. It's not going to be fancy. We're probably going to eat off of festive paper plates. And the kids all have been begging that we smoke ribs for Christmas Eve this year. So it's not going to be some fancy dinner. We're going to grill and probably eat kind of cookout food for Christmas Eve. But guess what? It's what our kids are all asking for. And it's going to be exciting for them. And they can help grill the ribs And it's going to be a great quality time together. And once again, that's what actually matters. It's about the time versus the quote event, right? And the, you know, everything looking and feeling perfect. And I'm not saying that it's not nice to have nice dinners and that kind of thing. But if that's not what you love and that's not what your kids and your husband love and your family loves, then you don't have to feel obligated to do that, right? We'll do that when we go to my mom's house. She really loves that kind of thing and we'll have that experience. And I'm glad that she really loves serving and she gets a lot of fulfillment out of creating really nice things for people. But that's a lot different than what the people that live in my house really want to do to enjoy each other's company. And so once again, I'm prioritizing that in those traditions. And then on Christmas night. So before we go up to visit my parents on Christmas night, started this just last year, our pastor and his wife are great friends of ours as well. And they will come over with their three kids and their new puppy this year, which is exciting. Um, And we're going to order Chinese food and let the kids, you know, play with their new things and their great friends and they're going to hang out and we might build a bonfire and we're going to eat takeout Chinese, and that's going to be that. It's just super chill. Again, we just really enjoy that time together. We hang out. We talk and reflect about the year and think about the year ahead and just really enjoy that friendship and that time together. And so these are just a couple of examples of the things that we do as a family. And if you're feeling like, oh, my gosh, that's so boring, like we do all these other really fun things, and you really are still prioritizing and growing your relationships and making great memories and doing them, then by all means, please 
continue on. And of course, we have seasons that are busier that we have more things going on too. But I want to get across the point that you can lower the bars that you that you create for yourself to try to jump over and prove yourself to and that kind of thing. If it's not pointing your family more toward the real reason for Christmas, which is the birth of, you know, God came to earth as a baby. He, he left heaven and that perfection to come into our broken world as a baby born to poor teenagers who couldn't even find a place to stay or maybe their family knowing the situation they were in unmarried and married pregnant maybe they their family in Bethlehem just didn't want them to stay with them you know you, you kind of put ourselves in the position of all of these Christmas characters and think about the miracle of what it is and if we get away from that we miss the point and in our our limited human brains and hearts, it's so easy for us to get distracted by what is still good things that we miss the main thing. And so whatever it takes or requires for us to maintain that focus on pointing our families in that direction while also maintaining our sanity as parents, because we can't be our best for them when we're strung out and we, you know, aren't sleeping and everyone's crazy and can't finish this and that and the other and then the hustle and bustle and and I don't know about y'all but I've had so many near accidents in parking lots because people just aren't paying attention right now it's so bizarre to me but anyway you don't have to do it all and make it look a certain pretty way in order for the Christmas that your family experiences to be meaningful and wonderful and Christ honoring as we celebrate him coming into the world. And when it comes to gifts, I think the fewer and the more specifically um, catered toward each child that they are, actually the better the experience is for them to understand that we're celebrating. I'm giving you a gift as your parent to celebrate Jesus's birth because he is such a generous God who gives us great gifts. And I, it brings me great pleasure to honor you with these really, with this, with these few really special gifts that are things that you um, really have expressed that you desire or that you need. And that are, um, have really thought about you and your interests and your talents and your treasures in order to honor you this holiday season in in the name of Jesus's birthday and to give intentionally like that especially to our kids helps them to understand the meaning of the season and so it doesn't have to be the you know more stuff and the best things and these trendy toys that are are impossible to get and marked up you know, supply and demand, especially right now, right? We don't have to keep up with all of that just because it feels like everybody else is. Instead, we can hone in on gift giving and, you know, creating things, even especially if you have young kids to be able to bless neighbors and family with. So one of the things we'll do is we make these spiced cashews. We don't really do a lot of cookies, um, 
we don't really love sugar that much around here. I mean, the kids, of course, love sugar, but we do make a couple batches of cookies, but it's not like a huge ordeal here. They love making these cashews and they can basically do it themselves. And then we can take them to our neighbors and give them to family, and teachers and all that kind of thing. And they get a lot of joy out of that. And then this year is the first time they're also going to be the three older boys using their own money to buy small gifts for their brothers and to be able to intentionally purchase and give gifts um, to their siblings using their own money, thinking about the things that they love and enjoy. And it's been really fun to see their little wheel spinning as they're thinking about how they're going to honor their siblings. And then finally, when it comes to gifts, when it comes to um, giving to those who are in need, we handle that a little bit differently every year. We kind of just wait for opportunities that God just puts before us and they always happen. And, uh, so this year we kind of participated in small ways and a few, um, different gift giving, uh, opportunities through our school, through our church, through a couple of other local organizations that we're a part of, but, I always try to choose boys that are around the ages that the kids are so that they can really participate in choosing those gifts and preparing them and talking about what we're doing and why we're doing it. It seems that they really can identify with it more when it's kids that are in the same age group and also boys like they are. Um, Other times in the past, we've adopted a whole family, maybe alongside our small group or another family and um, have just you know, kind of done Christmas for a family. And that offers a whole different way to talk about the meaning of giving at Christmas and also just how God created us to give and and the value of generosity and what that means and how we, um, how we give of our resources and all the different ways to do that with our time and our money and, our talents and how many different ways there are for us to be generous. And so that can allow lots of different conversations as well. So the more that we are intentional in each of these things, the more that we're able to convey and teach and relate the true spirit and meaning of Christmas to our kids without getting distracted by all of the many, many, many opportunities to be distracted. And so I hope that this has just given you a couple of ideas or, or, um, maybe you feel the same way as me that you're like, man, I don't feel like I do all of these things that everybody else seems to be doing. And I do feel that way, but I'm very okay with it because I feel like we're really focused on the main things and making sure that Each one of us has a special experience during the Christmas season while focusing on what we're celebrating, why we're celebrating it, and sharing that celebration with others. So all that to say, Merry Christmas to you and your family. I know, again, this is kind of later getting to you than what I would like for it to be, but we'll be back next week as we are going to be very close to Christmas by then with a not-so-touchy-feely episode, probably back in the health and wellness space, and I'll look forward to catching up with you then. Take care.